0: Good morning friends. Today is Saturday, the twelfth of september twenty twenty. Today we commemorate John Henry Hobart. Our readings are Psalm fifty five, Job thirty eight, one through seventeen, Acts fifteen, twenty two through thirty five, and the Gospel of John, chapter eleven, verses forty five through fifty four. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God. And we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer, O God. Do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and answer me. I am troubled in my complaint. I am distraught by the noise of the enemy because of the clamor of the wicked. For they bring trouble upon me, and in anger they cherish an enmity against me. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. And I say, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Truly, I would flee far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. I would hurry to find a shelter for myself from the raging wind and tempest. Confuse, O God, confound their speech. For I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls. And iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in its midst. Oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. It is not enemies who taunt me. I could bear that. It is not adversaries who deal insolently with me. I could hide from them. But it is you, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend, with whom I kept pleasant company. We walked in the house of God with the throng. Let death come upon them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and in their hearts. But I call, I call upon God, and God will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and God will hear my voice. God will redeem me unharmed from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God who is enthroned from of old will hear and will humble them because they do not change and do not fear God. My companion laid hands on a friend and violated a covenant with me with speech smoother than butter but with a heart set on war with words that were softer than oil but in fact were drawn swords. Cast your burden on God and God will sustain you. God will never permit the righteous to be moved, but you, O God, will cast them down into the lowest pit. The bloodthirsty and treacherous shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Job. Job chapter 38, verses 1 through 17. Then God answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man. I will question you, and you shall declare to me, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding." Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band? and prescribed bounds for it, and set bars and doors, and said, Thus far shall you come, and no farther. And here shall and here shall your proud waves be stopped. Have you commanded the morning since your days began, and caused the dawn to know its place, so that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth, and the wicked be shaken out of it? It is changed like clay under the seal, And it is dyed like a garment. Light is withheld from the wicked, and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you entered into the springs of the sea, or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 12, A Song of Creation Glorify God, all you works of God. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, you angels and all powers of God. O heavens and all waters above the heavens, sun and moon and stars of the sky, glorify God sing praise and give honor forever glorify god every shower of rain and fall of dew all winds and fire and heat winter and summer glorify god sing praise and give honor forever glorify god O chill and cold drops of dew and flakes of snow frost and cold ice and sleet glorify god sing praise and give honor forever Glorify God, O nights and days, O shining light and enfolding dark. Storm clouds and thunderbolts glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Let the earth glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O mountains and hills and all that grows upon the earth, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O springs of water, seas and streams, O whales and all that move in the waters, all birds of the air, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O beasts of the wild, and all you flocks and herds, O men and women everywhere, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Let the people of God glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O priests and servants of God, sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, O spirits and souls of the righteous, sing praise and give honor forever. You that are holy and humble of heart, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Let us glorify God, creator, incarnate and Holy Spirit, sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God, sing praise and give honor forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Reading from Acts, chapter 15, verses 22 through 35. Then the apostles and the elders, with the consent of the whole church decided to choose people from among their members and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, leaders among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders to the believers of Gentile origin in Antioch and Syria and Cecilia, greetings. Since we have heard that certain persons have gone out from us, Though with no instructions from us have said things to disturb you and have unsettled your minds, we have decided unanimously to choose representatives and send them to you, along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the sake of our Savior Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to impose on you no further burden than these essentials that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what is strangled, and from fornication. If you keep yourself from these, you will do well. Farewell. So they were sent off and went down to Antioch. When they had gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. When its members read it, they rejoiced at the exhortation. Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. After they had been there for some time, they were set off, sent off in peace by the believers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, and there, with many others, they taught and proclaimed the word of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it, for the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stands, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. John chapter 11, verses 45 through 54. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what he had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the council and said, What are we to do? This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, "'You know nothing at all. "'You do not understand that it is better for you to have one man die for the people "'than to have the whole nation destroyed.'" He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was about to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but to gather into one the dispersed children of God. So from that day on, they planned to put him to death. Jesus, therefore, no longer walked about openly among the Jews, but went from there to a town called Ephraim in the region near the wilderness, and he remained there with the disciples. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Well, friends, there are a few things that I would like to talk about about our readings today. The first is that God answered Job out of the whirlwinds. We've been praying lately for some peace in the midst of our chaos, to be able to hear and discern the voice of God amongst the cacophony of our daily lives, made even more cacophonous by pandemic Necessary social upheaval and many other circumstances. And here we have God doing exactly that. God answering out of the whirlwind or out of the storm is probably an even better translation. And now in this case, I think the the storm is actually God made like it's the. Oh, I forgot the name, but there is like a a storm theophany um, where God appears in storms throughout the Hebrew scriptures. Um, So this is a little bit different than that, but it still really spoke to me today, especially because we've had so many storms lately and. Out of the woundedness that we've done to the earth, we are experiencing more storms than ever later. So I think suffice it to say, God, speak to us out of the storm, whether the storm is of your making or ours or neither. We pray to hear your voice unmistakable from amidst the whirlwind. As just kind of a side note, I think it's kind of funny, especially since we were talking the other day about personifying God with our own characteristics, that God speaks to Job in, in a real sarcastic, snarky kind of way. I do think that's very interesting. And of course, the greater reminder that God has done all things and set all things in place and is the creator of all things really should give us some reassurance I think that all is in God's hands and has always been in God hand, God's hands so I think that's all I've got to say about Job I know that was a little meandering but if you're still listening <laughs> and in case there's a little bit of fear about the storm and God speaking both or either of these things we're reminded in Psalm 55 verse 19 That God humbles, but does not seek to destroy. It is never God's will to harm us. God is not malicious. The projected voice that God speaks to us with might be a little snarky, (laughs) as in the case of Job. But God's intent, God's motive, is never to harm. So rest assured that our souls are safe in God's hands. The things that God tells us are always for our good, always to build us up, always to lift us up. And I think that we should echo this just as in our reading from Acts, the missionaries didn't go and beat up on the church in Antioch for believing false teachings. Instead, as it says in Acts 15:32, they said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. What a good job they did reflecting the love of God to their brothers and sisters in the church who were struggling in a new church. We are all of us evolving into new versions of ourselves, hopefully co-creating with God a new self, new world, new creation, to be a little bit redundant. And that transformative process is not easy. And we don't need to be beat up on. We don't need to beat up on others and we don't need to beat up on ourselves. We can be gentle and loving and effect great change. Now that's not to say that there's not a time like for sharp speaking out. The one example we always like to go back to is, is Jesus turning over the tables in the temple. Sometimes you need to go in and you need to strongly, um, almost violently, but I, I hate to use that word because of the myth of redemptive violence that has so wounded our culture, but sweep the things aside. You know, there's, there's time for sharp and decisive action, but it should not be the first thing that we go to. You know, Jack and I have been talking lately that, about what my, my friend Nicole calls the second arrow. The first arrow, the mistake or the wounding, often isn't the worst. It's the second arrow. It's the beating up on ourselves after the mistake. It's the guilt, it's the shame, it's it's the second wave of emotion and distress. Let's not wound ourselves and others with the second arrow. Let's address the woot <laughs> let's address the root of the wounds. In the first place instead of digging deeper into them that's not the kind of digging deeper that we want to do the digging deeper we want to do is unearthing the love that first created us that we were created in and for and by and I think it's very interesting in our gospel reading how it's so obvious to me at least um That Caiaphas and the Jewish leaders, this particular group of Jewish leaders, are are not doing that deeper digging in to find the root of love, right? Because what we want to do is excise the root of fear and strengthen and nourish the root of love just as we draw our strength and nourishment from the root of love. And they don't get past the fear here. Speaking of motive, as we were just a few moments ago, some of those Jews went and told the Pharisees what Jesus had done. And the motive here is not for the purpose of spreading the good news or sharing in the miracles. The purpose is for death and destruction, right? And and the motive is fear. And Caiaphas and the in this group of Jewish leaders respond in kind. The, if we let him go on like this, this is verse forty eight, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and destroy both the holy place and our nation. Here we are with fear and perceived scarcity again. And listen this This wasn't unfounded. This was very much the terror of living under the Roman rule. So not all fears are unfounded, but when we give ourselves over to them, we miss out on the opportunity to overcome them. And I think it's so fascinating here that Caiaphas is a self-fulfilling prophecy when he says it's better to have one man die for the people than to have the whole nation destroyed. He is correct. And, and as I said, a somewhat self-fulfilling prophecy, but he didn't understand what was behind it. He didn't dig deeper. He didn't ask God. He didn't get underneath his fear. And yet God used him. His peace was part of the resurrection picture. But man, it could have been different, couldn't it? I would like to be a willing and loving co-creator with God. I know that God can use me and my efforts, no matter what they are, (laughs) that God turns all things for good and glory of God and yet I would far rather be a loving co-creator I don't want to live my life from a place of fear and perceived scarcity no matter how well founded a friend of mine at, at work at my new workplace the other day kind of said something to me about my tendency to believe the best in people. And I think that needs to be balanced. We talked about that a few days or a week ago, you know, not to be all in all at once, all at the beginning. And that's definitely a lesson that I've learned, but also I would rather believe the best in people than live my life in fear and paranoia about the worst because the truth is that we all have the best and worst of mankind humankind in us the potential is there and any one of us can turn on a dime in an instant and I think the answer that my friend and I came to together is the right one that we we believe the best in people and we also protect ourselves from the worst. I know my immortal soul is safe with God and will not be irrevocably damaged, so I can rest assured there. And as for the rest of it, I ask my shepherd, I am guided by the Holy Spirit in discernment about where to invest my time, effort and trust. And I come back, I circle over and over again in prayer, remembering that prayer is the greatest thing that we can do for anyone or anything and the very best way of protecting ourselves. Let not your hearts be afraid, my beloveds, my siblings. For God is with us and the Holy Spirit guides us. And ours is not the path of perfection, but the path of beautiful, brutiful, Glennon Doyle word again, broken, wounded, healing, holiness. Amen. Let's affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let's use one of the litanies for healing from Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2, which we haven't done in a while. So we are on page 30. Of Enriching Our Worship Volume 2. We pray for the world and the church, particularly for God's healing grace. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing saying hear and have mercy. Holy God, source of health and salvation, hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty wellspring of abundant life, hear and have mercy. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, hear and have mercy. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, hear and have mercy. Beloved Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, child of Mary, You embraced the world with your love. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Hear, and have mercy, Jesus, Eternal Christ. Your promised Spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear, and have mercy. Grant your grace to. Che- <laughs> Sorry, grant your grace to heal those who are sick. We pray to you, O God. Hear, and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Give give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you. O God, hear and have mercy, help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to health care workers that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God, hear. And have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins, hear and have mercy. Jesus, Redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us, Jesus, to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, Christ revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death and now reigns with you in glory. Hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us. Make us whole. And bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. A Collect for Saturdays. Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures, grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, with one accord to make our common supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved through your well-beloved incarnate, that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.